Updating. Five, four, three, two, let's roll! I gotta have like a 40 ounce. I'm ignorant. Call me a hipster. Awesome, dude. She doesn't know that. I do community service, but I'll still buy my chicken. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh yeah, you specified. <laughs> hey, what's going on? It is episode 154 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. What do you got going on? Well, I wasn't. we weren't going to podcast. We were going to take the summer off. But I overheard a couple things, and, and a couple things were said directly to me that I thought uh, we should moved me a bit, made me made me think... And uh, the first, the first one of them was the local uh, hip hop artist Kojak, that was, we've spoke of him before, I believe, on the show. Well, uh, I was listening to an old radio interview of him on uh, the local Chicago radio Vocalo or Vocalo. I don't know how you pronounce that. I just see it written. I never, I don't know. But uh, I was watching the interview with him. He was talking about an album slash song that he's got called uh, Call It Good. And they were talking about what is that? What does that mean? Call it good. I always thought of that term in like when you say call it good, like it's good enough. Like like you're say you're you're, you're painting the wall and you, you there's a little spot and you go, you know what? Just let's call it good. I'm done with that. But they but they were talking about how it, it could also be like a, a pessimistic way of saying things like it um, or an optimistic way. And he was describing that. And uh, it's it's funny because he said something. I don't know why it it stuck in my brain, but I I do the same thing. He's like, well, that's the thing is I'm always kind of struggling between uh, optimism and negativity. He'll start off writing like a happy song, and then but he has to throw in a few, you know, like mm-hmm. like you can start off writing a good song, but then it turns into Death Cab for Cutie. Like we're all gonna die at the end. It just changes. Um, so that, that stuck out to me a little bit too, because we hadn't been doing the podcast. So I would do what I always do and jot down in a notebook, something that I would want to talk about, uh, in case we do podcast. It would be funny cause I'd look at the list and half of it would be this real serious. Like, I don't know what you, I don't know how you're going to mine comedy out of that, but I just was like, that's important. I should write that down. And the other half would be dick and fart jokes. You know what I mean? So it was just kind of funny because, uh, artists do that, whether it be music or comedy, I, I mean, I was writing down stuff where I, I, I probably with a few beers in me, but I would read it later and I would go, what was I supposed to make? How was I supposed to make that funny? So uh, I don't know. I just thought it was funny because trying to come up with stuff when you don't podcast for a while, you go, all right, I'm going to have all these. I'm going to be like backloaded. I'm going to come in and have all this, all these topics that we got to that we got to tackle and end up writing this weird <laughs> existential topics that don't matter. And then I also write like, "What's to do with socks and personalities?" These, these kids look stupid. Well, usually, so uh, I don't know what's wrong with me. Usually, I do. I I don't have much of a problem coming up with stuff to podcast about when I'm in the podcast mode. But as you know, I shut down, and I was literally like, "I'm not doing anything podcast related for." I told myself like three three to four months, and I mm-hmm. said nothing to anyone. I just walked away and was like, "I'm done." Yeah, and, nothing to anyone. Yeah, right. Well, to you I did, but yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm out here uh, uh, playing goalie. You know what I mean? I'm like trying to smack him out. With I guess what people don't understand is uh, 
most people have hobbies that uh, only require them to, you know, make themselves happy, if that makes any sense. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, if your hobby is going and playing golf, you go and play golf. And if you don't play golf, you're the only one that's upset about it. It doesn't affect anyone else. Like, right. I don't get upset when somebody else doesn't work on their car on the weekend, uh, unless they're not working on my car on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So my hobby happens to be attempting to entertain other people. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. when you don't do that, apparently people get upset. So, uh, but the whole the whole idea of me shutting down wasn't because, I mean, I have a lot of things going on. As you know, I'm moving. I'm selling my house. I'm building another house. Not per, not personally building another house, but I'm overseeing the yeah. struck. You know, the, the building of my new house. And every uh, once in a while, I've never done there, that before. So you go out there for a photo op every once in a while, like swing a hammer. Oh, I'm out like, there every single day. Like, but I mean, just like you like swing right. the hammer, like get a shot of me, boys. Like like lifting a two by four. I, pretend I don't like do you're any of that it. because I don't want I don't want to be confronted by somebody on the construction site that asks me what I'm looking at. You know, because I'll do the old like yeah, two by four, two by five whatever it takes <laughs> yeah yeah uh, two, what, is it, what does he say he's like 220 yeah, 230 yeah. whatever it takes 220 221 yeah yeah uh you know i go out there and i'm looking at the foundation one day they poured the basement and i came back uh i came to work and my i was talking to one of the guys i work with and he's like you know hey you saw they poured your foundation i said yeah he goes did you did you take a good look at it you know did it did it look good and i'm like well it's it's, it's cement so i don't know like what i'm really supposed to be looking at well, I mean, you're yeah. supposed to look and see if there's cracks or if it's super porous. or well, I don't know any of these things. Yeah, but let's be honest. If there was a crack and the guy goes, no, this is what happens. The first pour gets cracked, and then we go back and do it later. You'd be like, oh, right, yeah, of course. That's why I don't bother. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people are getting down on me and saying, like, oh, you need to be there every day. And you got to watch these guys because, you know, people that do, especially when you don't do a custom home build, if you buy, like, yeah. from a, a builder that does, like, entire neighborhoods. And, and you know, they, they basically bring your trusses and your walls and everything pre prefab, pre-fab. Yeah. like they make uh, there's like six or seven choices in my neighborhood of the house you could pick the labor right? the labor is shit in buckets ahead of time and then bring it to your <laughs> newly poured uh foundation well, well, so they have like let's and just then, and then reshit in them for argument's sake house number one house number two house number three all the way to house number eight okay i selected house number seven so they go hey uh wall guys roof guy Let's bring us a number seven. And they yeah. drop the seven, the, all the wood for a number seven on my property. Mm-hmm. And then those guys come out in two or three days and they build the entire yeah. structure of the house. They sound like grandpa out there doing it uh, the way he likes it. But, you know, people be like, well, you know, you got to know what kind of lumber they're using. Are they using, you know, Menards grade or they use, I, I have no idea. I nah, have no idea. Those, those people want, they didn't do that to their house and they feel less manly. And so well, they are projecting. One thing you. I can tell you about people looking at, if you're, especially if you're not doing a custom home build of the highest quality, I learned this. People will tell you, they'll say like, Hey, I went by your, you know, your, your construction project that it will one day be a house. And I noticed this because everybody wants to be in the know. So no one ever goes through and tells you like, hey, I noticed they did a really good job. on." Everybody wants to be the guy that goes, hey, you might want to ask because right. I know. Right. And eventually you just get like, hey, dude, don't go to my don't go to my house. I don't want any reports from you. I didn't ask you to go over. Does that make sense to you? It's, yeah, it sort of, of becomes like I was really excited about this project, but you're telling me how 
a stick built roof is better than a uh, than the uh, you know the prefab roof and oh. how actually builders nowadays are short selling people because the old way was better and this way is crap. Everything was better the old way. So Romex what? So what? versus uh, versus conduit. conduit and you know you got to get in you got to break a whole wall down if you want to rerun some electric but that's all that's what they're Yo, doing. Dave, that's what Dave, everybody we're, does. We're not right an now. earthquake country, okay? <laughs> I don't know why we need a conduit. This is silly. But, but the whole idea, my my thing is. That's what you get now. That's what builders do now. Now, if you wanted to get a conduit build, you know, and, and the reason you would do that is if you wanted to run, you know, more electric or change something or add something, you just run all your wires down a tube. Yeah, they call it, it like fishing the wires. You right. just fish them down. If you don't have that, if you use the Romex system, which is loose wires, you have to break a piece of the wall out and then put a new piece of drywall in, tape it, mud it. and I mean, it can be done. It's, it's just a little Dude, more. Everybody does Romex. Now. But that's what I'm saying. And that's the whole idea. It's like, well, you know, hey, if it were up to me, I would say no Romex. And it's like, well, then you go with a custom home build. I've heard the only reason people, uh, a lot of places don't do Romex is because of the unions. There's certain guys that can bend that pipe. And so it's like. Yeah, there is. Yeah, they can. <laughs> and I'm one of those dudes. <laughs> no, but uh, there's, there's, you know, they want, that's a skill. And so they didn't want that skill to go. Well, whatever it is. Untended. My whole point was. Is, the reason I stopped podcasting was because not because I couldn't continue on with the level that we were we were doing. Yeah, uh, it's just that I had a lot of personal stuff going on, and a lot of times during the summer, it's like especially during this summer. But usually, the kids are out; they don't have to go to bed. As you guys know, we don't we don't podcast from a studio, um, so I have to wait for my kids to go down, yeah. and I have to wait for my wife to want to go to bed, and. You know, in the summertime, the people want to stay up longer. And then if I want to get Ben over here, it's like, what am I going to tell you? know, have him come over at midnight. To it has to be a day that works. But yeah. Yeah. So it just makes things it makes things a lot more complicated. So it's nothing personal. Plus, the, the days are just more packed in the summer. They're yeah. just like, there's so well, much. For you, they are. I still sit on the couch. Yeah. That's I go to true. work. I come home. Mine now pretty, I pack boxes. Mine are pretty but, packed in the winter, too. I do I, I do get very stressed out, and I, I feel very tired watching you uh, now on Facebook as well, <laughs> logging everything you do during your day or seeing where you're gone or where you're going to go and get recommendations <coughs> on where you should go. I'm See, like, I don't understand Facebook etiquette at all because I'm still new at it. I had somebody say, like, man, you weren't on Facebook. Uh, I didn't see you for 10 years, and now like you're all over, man. You're, like, all over my timeline. I'm thinking, like, why? I don't understand. I'm used to Twitter where it's not uncommon for at least some people I follow to tweet like 40 times a day. Right. Because it's just short little little quips, you know. But I guess on Facebook, you're supposed to uh, come home and say like, I was really getting after it at work today and take a selfie and then say what you ate. I didn't know that. Right. I didn't know that was the rule. Well, I can tell you that. I'd rather take pictures, you know, of uh, gross things I find in the bathroom and, and tweet those out. I- Above and beyond just not podcasting, I stopped. I really stopped being on Twitter, like for the most part, a lot. Yeah, I don't see you on it. I just will just oh see man, you retweet so stuff. Like, yeah, see. sometimes I'll pop on there and I'll put like, I'll, if especially there's like a a prize fight or something, I'll look at some of the people I follow and like retweet some. Well, I found the main reason that. I was doing Twitter was to interact with show stuff. Anyway, right. And it's really all I want to do for Facebook too. I'm just I'm working my way through it. But the reason I even said that whole thing about Kojak's quote. Was because oh, yeah, that, that balancing between uh, optimism and uh, pessimism is because when I don't have this valve release for the show, I found my mind is going to dark places. I did not realize that not coming in every week and being what uh, goofy or whatever. So like, I didn't have 
an outlet for those things. So instead, I just was ramping up the midlife crisis that I'm apparently going through. Everything was like, I won't use that that hacky term like on steroids, but when I don't have, when I, when I wasn't doing the podcast, it was like my crazy weirdo energy has to go somewhere. <laughs> so it's been getting sprayed into all these crazy different directions. So I don't know, I'm not 100% sure how you can uh, be clear about whether you're going through a midlife crisis. So I Googled it. Because I, because I wasn't sure, and that's what I do. I Google everything if I don't know. Uh, I don't know. What do, what age do you think in midlife crisis? Is, is I it hit like, mine at 29. Is that right? Yeah. I feel, and I feel it's probably midlife for me. Okay, so about 58 is probably. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, my dad didn't make it that long. So, yeah, may, maybe that's what's going on. Listen, let me give you the 10 potential signs of a midlife crisis first before we even diagnose myself. But let me give you the uh, 10 potential signs, and then we will go from there, and we'll decide whether or not I'm losing my shit. Uh, Number one, starting to panic about health problems. Or we'll just make sure, maybe you were wrong, maybe you were improperly diagnosed about your midlife crisis, and maybe it's going to happen soon or it's happening now. (laughs) If that wasn't it, I hate to see what's going to happen next. (laughs) Uh, Starting to panic about health problems. No. No? Not for me. Do you, I mean, even then. Do you, am I exhibiting behavior that would you think I would panic about health problems? Yes. Like what? Well, I think you're you're very health conscious. You're very like. Uh, well, I think that's more about vanity. But so go on. <laughs> uh, number two, comparing ourselves to friends and other peers. In what way, though? Mm, many people are driven by the perception of success. Okay. As a barometer, these same people will compare themselves money, clothes, cars, homes, etc., with that of their friends. I feel like my my wife's been going through that for a good 12 years now. I feel like here's the and thing. And I don't think it'll be going on for another 15. I'm very much in the same class, social class, as everyone I'm friends with. I don't really have anybody that I'm friends with that's super up here or super down here. Everybody's right in the middle. Really? However, when you talk about comparing what people have and being jealous about or, or saying like, uh, you know, why don't I have this if he has that? I don't get that way at all because I look at a lot of – I actually looked down my nose, if you could believe it, and I go like, why would you buy that? You know you're living hand – you can't argue – yesterday you're telling me you're living hand to mouth. Right. Now you got a jet boat? Yeah. No, I just so, so, think I don't, yeah, I don't want I never ever look at anybody's like what they have tangibly and go like, how come he has that? I, you know, I've worked this hard. Why can't I have it? I can have whatever I want. Just yeah. choose to be smart. I couldn't have – Anything I, I, it's been my dream, for ever since. When do you think? When do you think the Batman ride came out at Great America? Ninety one. It's like 90. the Michael Keaton Batman, right? So, oh, the first one. That. The first one was eighty eight. Eighty eight, maybe something like that. Okay, well, around that time period, I went to Great America, and I was standing in line, and it took two and a half hours at that time, two and a half hours in line, to ride that forty second ride. Well, if you remember being in that ride, there were being in that line. All over, you hear this cool music, this Batman soundtrack music, and you're like, where's that coming from? It's like, I feel like I'm in the movie. But where, Let me but, just stop you for a second. Not, it was Prince, so there was nothing it, cool about it. Go on. <laughs> no, there was. It was I'm t- the, the, the orchestra, the cool, okay. the cool sound. Not, uh, not get off. <laughs> so I'm like, where's that music coming from? And I was like, all I see are these rocks everywhere. But yet I feel like the music, when I get closer to the rocks, upon further inspection, those are rock speakers. 
So ever since about 1990, it's been my dream. You're talking about jet boats? <laughs> oh, people buying. Oh, why don't, why don't these buy these? Why don't they, why don't they, you're building your own home. I've wanted speakers that look like rocks. A Bluetooth rock. Well, those were wired. Bluetooth was. Yeah, right. Oh, my. No, I didn't dare to dream. I did not dare to dream. I thought to myself, I'm gonna eventually I'm going to find these. And I'm going to dig a trench. And I'm going to run conduit. Mm-hmm. Maybe even Romex. And I'm going to run that sucker. And one day, even if I'm in, living in a trailer, I will have rock speakers. And it would be the greatest thing ever. Uh, it was Father's Day. I was I was at like a Marshalls or a TJ Maxx or one of those, and they had clearance Bluetooth, no wires, Bluetooth rock speakers on sale, and I was like, nah, I don't deserve this. I walked right by. I mean, I'm talking about this is 27 years probably every mm. night before I go to bed. I I stop saying prayers, but I do go like I I it's like uh, those of you that watch Game of Thrones know that before Arya goes to sleep, she says all the people that she wants to to die. All the the bad people that she wants to yeah, know, gotcha. have death upon them. <laughs> well, every night I just say, I changed it to Bluetooth rock speakers, but it was just rock speakers. It was like rock speakers, rock speakers. I want flat-billed hats to go away and, and, and high-waisted shorts, and then we'll go back. Rock speakers, rock speakers. And I had that moment where I could have, I think I had enough cash in my pocket to buy a couple. And I was like, no, nah, you don't know. I was like, no, don't. I was like, don't be crazy. One day you're not gonna have lunch money, and you're gonna have nothing but. But rock have speakers. you ever heard "Little Red Corvette" out of a rock speaker? <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I think I think you probably need to go there and, and and get you know treat yourself. Is that a? I mean, is that just showing off? Like all the neighbors are gonna be <laughs> right. like, all the neighbors are gonna be like, look at this guy with his rock speaker. What my, do you think he's Michael Keaton? My whole point is, you know as well as I do, if you really wanted to, barring you know getting having an argument with your wife. If you wanted to buy a new car tomorrow, you could. You you could figure it out. It, I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't be tight, but I mean, if you really wanted to trade what you have and buy a brand new car or move some things around, you could do it. Yeah. So. I mean, not in cash. But, well, no. Right. But, but, <laughs> right. but you're so no one. I don't know anybody that's that's suffering because they haven't made it to the same level as me. People are suffering because they choose to make awful decisions and buy those new cars and boats and all those things. You know. So, now that you talk about buying cars, I would also like to add on top of Bluetooth rock speakers. A DeLorean. I want to buy an 87 Chevy Cavalier convertible RS because that was the first car I bought off a friend of mine when I was 16. And it's been another it lifelong dream of mine like to have that car again. Total glitter poop to make a Cavalier convertible. but Yeah, no, it, it is absolutely. It's lipstick on a pig. I was going to say. Uh, but, the, but, but here's how dumb I was a 16 year old. The VW Rabbit is cooler. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not cool at all. But here's the pro- here's how dumb I was. It had like a digital uh, speedometer, like it didn't have oh, the yeah. little dial. It had those like it looked almost like yeah, I remember my cousin had a Beretta like that with the numbers that mm-hmm. went up and and it didn't, it wasn't in a circle shape. It was like a, it looked like a bar graph mm-hmm. as you went up. And it, and in 1996, I was just like, that this is it. The top goes down and it's digital. And I had a CD player where uh, that was the only downside is that I had a Steve Miller CD that was stuck in there and couldn't come out. And I don't like Steve Miller, so that was a problem. That but would so, be a problem. Abracadabra or later? Uh, no, it was, uh, I think it was like Greatest Hits because uh, what's that? Come on and dance. That was the one that would start. every. That was track one every time. Man, that leads me down another rabbit hole. I won't go down. So anyways, Rock Speakers, Cavalier. Obsession with losing weight, 
getting into shape. <laughs> you definitely got that. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I venture to say you've had that for a long time. Yeah. I don't have. But I, but it's gotten worse. I don't have a. It's gotten bad. Um, what is it? What was it? What was it again? It was obsession with okay. losing weight. I don't have an obsession. I, I I guess every day, just like most people, I wake up, I weigh myself, I'm disgusted. I decide <laughs> that to, the following day. Every day you weigh yourself. Oh yeah. And I, I, I the following day I stopped doing it. Well, have you ever weighed yourself? And then, like, you weighed yourself the next day, and it's, like, a five-pound difference, and you're like, what happened? Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm always hoping, like, if I can get that five-pound jump, the accidental weight jump, yeah. or accidental scale mishap, or however it happens, whatever yeah. the, the reason why, the moon's in a different place or whatever, mm-hmm. that that will be the day where I'm like, Shh, I'm already down five pounds, might as well keep going. You know what I mean? So I'm waiting for that accidental, and everybody knows there's that one time every now and then when you get on the scale and you're like, whoa, yeah. what did I do last night? I have no idea. Like but you've I'm... been vomiting all night, so you're dehydrated, <laughs> right. and so you look great on the scale. So when that happens, I, I, that's when I start my diet. Or I go, okay, it's Thursday. I've lost five pounds. Monday, I'll start. But with yeah. that being said, uh, every day I tell myself I'm going to make a conscious effort to uh, work out. I'm going to walk during my lunch hour or do something. And I'm gonna, and I never, I never get around to it. I'm just so tired by the time I come home. My wife has lost a, a bit of weight recently. She's, um, she's looking very, she's really, really skinny, you know. Uh, but her thing, but she just like almost doesn't eat. She just barely eats. She'll eat a little something in the morning, and I'll see her eat a little something at night. And she's, she's always telling me like, hey, if you're freaking out, you got to do what I do, and you just got to be like. I'm just not eating anymore. She's like, you got to be okay with the fact that you're just going to be starving yeah, yourself. But but I think that there's a difference between being like, hey, I'm disciplined with my eating and hey, I'm starving myself. Because like, you you know, I mean, that's not, and I, I hate that I'm even saying this because what do I know? But it doesn't sound like that's that's good weight loss. It's not no, realistic. That's what I tell her. But so, everyone I know that's ever lost weight for real, they've all starved themselves. It's the only true method. Cocaine. Yeah. But, but. I think that you're supposed to replace fat with muscle. You're not supposed to replace it with, you know, wafy, strenuy nothingness. Yeah, right? I know you're supposed I mean, to. Health to, to yeah. be to be healthy because I think it's just as bad on your heart to starve yourself as it is to, you know, be a, a big yeah. blob. Yeah, that's why. I, and well, I told her I was like, here's the thing. It comes down this, to this simple: like, do I want to lose weight more than I want to eat food? It, you know, like all like all the time, like pizza every day, and the answer is no. I like eating crappy. Food yeah, but way I sort of feel like it's 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 like you complaining about you know uh, being balding or something when you have a full head of hair. It's like you're not. I, I have you ever even been fat? Yeah, like, not no. I mean, come no, on, no, not fat. What's the most you've ever weighed? Body dysmorphia. Uh, I think I was in the one nineties. Yeah, I mean that's that's ridiculous. Uh, you're like what six foot. 5'11", Okay. Yeah, but I got skinny fat guy syndrome. I mean, again, this is this is this I is where sk- we, I could be the, a little. I could be the fattest skinny dude you know. This is where it gets a little Bruno because you're you're talking about. <laughs> no, Bruno. you know, you, you there's like certain part where you're like, oh, this, you know, I, I gain, I have all my weight in this area right here, and it really yeah. bothers me when I look. Yeah. And it's it's a vanity thing. It's not really a you know. I I don't think you have any concern. All right, good. It's no, irritating. No, to no me. midlife crisis. Yeah. Good. Uh, a heightened sense of self-worth. No. Nah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going through that. I don't think so at all. Uh, number five, which isn't bold for some reason, wanting to quit a job even if it's a good one. 
Uh, I'm the opposite. I'm very happy. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, I don't know. Taxidermy kicks ass. <laughs> uh, number six, bouts with depression or like symptoms? I don't think so. Not really. I don't think so. Like I said, without podcasting, it's been weird. But not 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 depressed. I just been like that's I don't know. Maybe that's why that what he said resonated because dude, I go so high solo. Like I'll wake up and I'll be like, look at my beautiful, healthy kids. Like this is the sun shining. I'll be like, this is a great day. Like this is I was like, I I really I have like I have a I have a like you're super manic. I'll just be like, I have a yeah, I'll be like, I have a home, I have beautiful, healthy kids. Uh, this is great. And then, like, by 11 o'clock, I'm like, I don't know. I should just brush my teeth with a gun. <laughs> like, it's very it's very up and down. So, I don't know. I would, Maybe say, yeah. I would say yes on that one. Uh, <laughs> Let's go ahead and check that box. All right. Uh, thinking more about death, purpose of life. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I, dude, honestly, I'm meditating all the time. I've gone past that. So, I, I that's why I think I've, I'm already done with mine because I had I did do that. I was obsessed with it. And then yeah. at some point, now, you know, I think especially the fact that my dad died after I, my supposed um, midlife crisis is yeah. like, well, hey, if it was good enough for him, it should, it's good enough for me. And yeah. that's where I've literally just been like, I'm not worried about it anymore. If if, if, if he could die, then I, des- I guess I could die, too. Well, that's a healthy way to look at it, right? right? That's a good. Yeah. Yeah, you're in a good spot there. That's. Yeah, I've never felt better about it. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. What kind of uh, What kind of manic person are you? Uh, eight buying lavish items on impulse. Like oh. I said, twenty-seven years I've been waiting for rock speakers. I walked past them on clearance and said, "Nope, too rich for my blood." I've actually I think there I, were sixty dollars Bluetooth. I've actually brown bagged the entire for the last two years. I, I brown bagged my lunch. I, I've at wow. work, I've, I've ate at work, like went to a restaurant on a break, at, under under ten times in two years. No so, kidding. Yeah. that's amazing. I can't go a week. I just bring in whatever leftovers I can. And but is it is it like takeout or restaurant stuff from the night before? Sometimes. Like what are you I mean, making? Is well, whatever. Good? My wife. Did you get I'm, sick of it? Like, oh, it's a ham sandwich. I, I, I get I, I get less sick of the idea of spending money when I don't because I no yeah. one else is going to eat this stuff. My wife always packages up the leftovers and it'll sit in the fridge for two weeks and no one, I'm like, why are we bothering with this? Or she'll it's just say like, like, it's good food though. Yeah, or yeah, she'll I'm say like, about, like eating. Awful. I mean, it is what it is. So like, if we order a pizza, I would take the you know some pizza the next day. If it's okay. so, no matter what. But that she'll always if there's like two pieces of chicken left, she'll be like, "Hey, did you want me to wrap these up for work?" And my first thought is, "Well, why? That's not going to be enough food for me." Like I immediately go to that place. And I'm like, "I mean, why you're going to wrap up two pieces? I'd rather you just throw it away because it's just going to wet my whistle." Mm. You know. So yeah. yeah, it's very very odd. Number nine, unexpected behavioral behavioral changes one of the most obvious indications of a midlife crisis is erratic behavior a person club hopping at 45 can probably ex- expect to raise some eyebrows uh my behavior is probably the most consistent out of anyone you've ever met yeah yeah <laughs> you know exactly where I'm yeah from. yeah i would say this so y- you probably already did hit you, you talked about years ago like you got a bunch of tattoos oh yeah and stuff, get, like and you two like, half sleeves like within <laughs> I didn't have a beard, all right? You had a beard. I had a beard, but I mean, it wasn't, it, that came later. Oh, okay. Unrelated. Right. Uh, number 10, someone says that you're having a midlife crisis. <laughs> That's pretty on the nose. Well, I don't know. So I don't well, think. Who told you you're having a midlife crisis? Just me. No. Well, that doesn't count if you tell yourself. Oh, well, number 10, I didn't get number 10. That didn't count. Oh. I don't think I'm having a midlife crisis, but what I am having is I'm having this thing 
here's here's the issue is I'm listening to too many people like um, Corolla and Rogan, and I'll get into Jocko Willink later. I don't know if you know who that is. No, I don't. Oh, he's the most dude. This guy wakes up and eats Joe Rogan's for breakfast. He's the most badass dude of all time. Uh, I've been listening to all these people that are all like, get up, get after it, like seize the day, right? So what happens is I start going like, I got to do that. I got to do that. So it's not like, uh, it's not like behavioral changes. But you live in Northwest Indiana. There's not much seizing you can do. There's only so much you can get done. Oh, I don't think it matters at all where you're at. Oh, I don't know, man. Dude, I mean, you if could, I woke you... up every day in, in, in Arizona or, or Southern California and you, you could, you could run, uh, you could hike up a, you know, even when you had nothing better to do, it, it, everything is grotesque here. No, you see, you're being the mayor of Excuse Town. I'm Come talking on, about man. you wake up and you go in the basement and do push-ups if you have to. Okay. That's getting after it, boy. That's what I'm talking I don't about. Know, man. Well, I'm, go ahead. Here's the thing: I'm listening to all these people that are saying this. Like, you gotta, you gotta take what you you want positive. Oh, the trick is always bettering yourself, right? Always, always bettering yourself. So what happens is I go, yeah, I'm gonna better myself. And then by noon, if I haven't, then dips the, then dips the uh, the the valleys and not the peaks. So I, I maybe it's not a midlife crisis. Maybe it's just that is a different mindset. I grew up. Uh, listening to grunge music, you know what I mean. My dad wasn't a real gung ho dude, so it's like I never had that mentality. So now I'm almost trying to make up for it. Like I told you, like earlier, I was talking about like looking for like classes to do jujitsu and stuff like this, and that's another Jocko thing. But uh, it, those are behavior changes. Now, is it just because I'm trying to make a positive change, or because I'm losing my mind? That's where that's where it gets. No, weird. it's probably you're probably a midlife crisis. Okay. Because I feel like you've already you've committed to the fact that you're never going to have any more kids. Like you've decided that's it. You're good. I mean, I'm good on that. So when I what happened to me was I had my son, and I was like, "That's it for me as far as doing all the things I did before." And that's honestly where the big you ask anyone, that's where the biggest change came in because I was like, "Well, now I have to be an adult for somebody else." Yeah. And so then, if you're a good, I went from being pretty irresponsible to being like extremely over responsible to where I was like so conservative. I didn't want to really go do anything or have any fun. Cause like even now, you know, if the choice is going to see your band or, or anything else and my kids go like, well, we really wanted you to stay home and watch a movie. Even though I did that the night before, I'll, I'll probably just opt to stay home. Right. And I always tell my wife, she's like, you have to, you have to have your own time too. You know what I mean? She's like, you you have to tell them at some point, like, no, you guys went out and played with your friends today, and and he didn't. He needs to go out and do his thing and, and really? spend time with people. You're getting coaxed into doing that? Oh yeah, all the time. Because oh I'll always tell him, like, well, I just sort of, you know, the kids said that, you know, maybe we'd read a book or something. That's today, usually you know? that's usually a guy thing. Ever almost every guy I know, every time you bring up the conversation where you go. When 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 your wife or girlfriend says, "Hey, I think I want to go out with my friends," almost every guy I know goes, "Yeah, go, of course, go," because it's sort of like this weird unspoken point system. Because if you go out with your friends or you go do something, then that means that I'm not going to get any flack later for going out. But you're getting the opposite. She's like, she's but, doing it to you. I mean, it, but it's it's perfectly the opposite because I will tell her she'll be like, "Oh, I was thinking about doing this," or I was, I was like, "Why? Why don't you just like hang out with us?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and, and it's it has nothing more to do with the fact that, like, you know, obviously this is my comfort area, and yeah, I would just rather just be like, eh, it doesn't really take any. Uh, I don't have to be on. I don't have to, 
because you know we've said a million times if I go somewhere, not no one's asking me to be on, but I choose to have to. That's the <laughs> you're like that reminds me of that Curb Your Enthusiasm where uh where uh who is it Rob Reiner or is it Carl Carl Reiner is the only one. Rob Reiner does a thing for auction for some for some charity and uh it's a lunch with Larry David. So he goes out to lunch with this guy, and he can't not be on 100%. So he's like, dude, like he's taking the guy's name and trying to do two minutes. And he's right. being so annoying because he just won't stop talking because he's trying to be funny so bad. Yeah. You, you that, got that I mean, going on. I mean, you don't believe, you don't think you do that too? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I yeah. mean, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's why it's funny when I watch Larry David do that because I'm like, oh, do I do that? And, well, the other part of it is, is I feel like most – this, this is going to sound – this is bad, but, like, you know – a lot of times people can't carry conversations or like they just, it's boring. Yeah. So I feel like, Hey, I got this. I'll, I'll just let me do my thing. And, and everybody else can sort of be on autopilot. And I'm sure people are, people don't agree. That's just my, my <laughs> All right. They're always like, you know, the thing about Dave is like, I just can't keep up. He's too funny. <laughs> He's there's too many good things. I wish people would say that, but I sort of think it, but no, I don't know. So that was, Oh crap. That was, um, those were the symptoms of a midlife crisis. I don't necessarily know that I'm going through it. I just know there's some weird stuff going on. Now, let's get back to Jocko Willink. You don't know who he is. No. He was a Navy SEAL for a long time. Uh, he, I don't know if he's, I'm assuming he's a black belt. He's crazy. And he, he's, well, I just, I don't know right. what rank he is, but he's crazy. I'm assuming because he's crazy into jujitsu. Um, he does a podcast. Now, I first heard him on. Either Joe Rogan or Sam Harris's podcast. He's an intense dude. Like he was on Corolla's show. Like Jason Ellis intense. Mm. Do you know who Jason Ellis? No. The skateboarder. He had like a radio show on Sirius for a while, and he was like, he does. He was doing MMA, and he's like, this guy is like shot out of a cannon. I mean, but not the energy level so much, just the intensity level. This dude is like, he posts a picture every morning on Twitter and or Facebook of his watch. And it's in the gym, 4.30. He's like, get up before the bad guy. Get up. His thing is get up. Get after it. Get up. He's all about find out what you have to do. What time does he go to bed? Uh, he said he goes to bed ten, in between like 10 and 11. And he gets up later. at 4 a.m.? He's at the gym at 4.30. Okay. And does he have he children? Sleeps, I've heard him talk about his sleep habits. He, he sleeps about five and a half, sometimes a little more. But Sometimes six and a half hours. Does he have children? Sometimes seven if he really needs it. But uh, yeah. He's got three wow. girls, I think. What does he do for a living? Uh, now he does uh, He does the podcast. He teaches leadership skills. You know? It's kind of like Tony Blower-esque, you know? Tony Robbins? No. Blower? Yeah, Tony Blower. But I didn't know if he, because I don't know that Tony, Tony no, Robbins usually does the leadership skills. Oh. Tony Blower is a martial arts. Well, he's that too. Right. He's kind of a mix. Of, I don't know. He's a mix of the two. He's he, some Tony. Tony, he, Tony, Tony. Yeah, Tony. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's just a super, super. And he, he's huge, like like I said, he looks like he eats Joe Rogan's for breakfast. He's just a, 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 a massive, scary, intense dude. I'm like, I'm sure he's killed a billion people, right? Well, he wrote a children's book. He wrote a first. He wrote a book on leadership and Navy SEAL stuff. Uh, then he wrote th- this book, and I brought it here to show it to you. It's the Way of the Warrior Kid from Wimpy to Warrior: The Navy SEAL Way. And it shows a little kid hanging from a pull-up bar. This this whole book is... Let me see this guy's picture. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Describe the manliness that is Jocko Willing. 
Well, I mean, yeah, he's 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 pretty big. I don't know. I mean, he's he's a nondescript Navy SEAL. He's a monster. If you were he's to, a monster. if you were to like draw a Navy SEAL, he, this is the this guy looks like a Navy SEAL. I one of the I mean. one of the baddest, biggest dudes I know. That's like all man all the time. Talks about Jocko like, oh yeah, that dude's like the real deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if he makes a factory and puts out little little Jockos and they're all monsters. Well, this book is from Wimpy to Warrior in One Summer, and it talks about a kid. It's who is, is getting it a story. Yeah, I've been reading it. Or to is my... it like instructions on what to how to get your kid? No, to it's do... a story. It's okay. a story. I've been reading it to my kids, uh, both of them, like a chapter or two a day or whatever. It's about a kid who's like getting. It's really good for kids because uh, it's a kid's book, but it's about a kid who's who's getting like picked on. Uh, he can't swim. Uh, he's kind of getting bullied at school. He's getting made fun of because he can't even do one pull-up. Um, doesn't know how to defend himself. He can't do his times tables. Let's he, be honest. Pull-ups so are ridiculous, but let's move on. Oh, I'll get to that, too. All right. This is going somewhere. Um, he can't do a pull-up. He's getting kind of bullied. He can't swim. His kid thinks he's like a big loser, right? His cool Uncle Jake comes to stay with him for the summer, and he was a Navy SEAL, and it's basically this dude. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? I, I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thanks yeah. for t- explaining yeah. it to me. <laughs> right. Like, in case the picture and, and the whole uh, thing I talked about earlier didn't explain You it realize well. that Jake and Jocko are synonymous. So, yeah. You're like, I did just now. <laughs> so, yeah, his uncle uh, his uncle Jacques comes to, comes to town, but he basically says, like, what? The kid breaks down in conversation because Uncle Jake is so cool and he's not or whatever. And he's like, "Wait, you can't do you can't you don't know how to fight? You don't know how to do pull ups and swim? And you don't know your math problems?" And he's like, "Good, those are all fixable problems." See, and that's where the seat of my crazy is. That's why I'm like waking up early and be, I'll get to the cold showers and pull up bar later. But uh, um, so he just spends the summer teaching him how. Okay, here's how you teach yourself to learn. Here's how you get stronger. Bah, 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 bah. So I've been reading to my kid. My kid likes it. Now my son wants to do jujitsu. He had me get a pull-up bar and put it in his... Well, I had one. It was one of those that like hook. Yeah. They hook Total into the gym. wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he had me put one in his room. So now like you had that punching bag where you mm-hmm. would walk by and you would sock it every time mm-hmm. you... What was that called? Do you remember? Uh, <laughs> they had it. It, it yeah. was a. Uh, I forget what. It was like a portable, a speed bag. Yeah, I had to take it sorts. down because I was showing my house and it's in a bag. <laughs> right. I'll get back at it. Though. Well, I put the pull-up bar there, and so uh, like your speed bag, we'd walk by and, and hit it for thirty seconds. Every time I walk by this thing, I knock out at least five. It's great. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I go. I'm anorexic, uh, but. It is a cool book if you if you have young kids. I would say even up to early early teens or maybe even after that. Really, because I'm reading it and I'm getting good uh, lessons from it too. You look so, over, your kids are sleeping. You're like, I'm just gonna read one more chapter. Yeah, I'm like, Uncle so. Jake's so cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it it is if you have a young kid in your life, it's it's very like, you know, it's very empowering. It's a it's a good it's a good book. So it is making me crazy about pull ups. I've been doing them. Lately, and I don't really have a great punchline to that. I just wanted to tell you how cool this book is. And so, if you you could maybe, sometimes maybe, when I get down about pull ups, I go out and knock out a couple pull ups. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. So uh, it's it's just a suit. I don't know. It's more of a recommendation than anything else. I actually wrote a couple notes. I just looked into my phone. One says I bought two pairs of shorts for the price of three. 
And the, <laughs> and the other one says, I opened the pool. Those were some jumping off points I thought I'd fill mm-hmm. in, and I never really got to uh, really um, vent those. Shape those thoughts no, out more. Yeah, so your no. pool's open. My pool is it's open. Not, it's not closed You know, I thought all. I was going to, uh, we had this conversation after the inspection, whether or not we were going to open the pool. Because I'm like, well, we had the inspection. Everything went good. You know, we had to fix a couple things. Not None of those things were the pool. And then I thought, well, like, we're only in the house for another month. Well, my thought process was we're going to be in the house for another month. We might as well open the pool. But then when you open the pool, it's like, well, what if there's a rip in the liner when you fill it up? And it's like, then you know about it. And then, you know, so. Then you have to fix it. Right. So I I was like, it might just be easier to leave the cover on the pool. But I'm like, you know what? We're going to be here for. I worked hard to get that pool. We're going to be here for another 30 days. And and she's not going to do anything about it. I'm going to do all the work anyway. So um, I uncovered the pool. It was perfectly preserved from the winter. I did such a great job closing it that I just had to add one bag of shock. And I was I was in business. Yeah, that was it. You have, to, you have to drain it and put more in or something? I mean, I had to add some water, but I mean, you know, for the most part, yeah, I was I was on point. So, uh, you know, we we've been we've been hitting it pretty hard with this, at the uh, at the backyard swimming pool. But the whole idea was is should we open the pool? And then my wife's like, well, maybe you should call the the prospective you know the buyer over and show them how to. No, I'm not doing that. Not doing that. Oh, they can, they <laughs> can, they can, you, they can YouTube. Yeah, pool, right. Exactly. Stuff like that. And that's funny, you know. As I'm going, I'm like, hey, there's. Should I leave this? Should I leave that? There, because there's stuff that's like not. I'm not contractually obligated. Like they didn't buy, or you know, that stuff that we we don't have to leave. And then you know, especially with the pool stuff, it's like I plan on getting a new pool. So do we leave all the rafts? And do we leave all the, you know, the no. stuff here, or do we no. take that with? Because some of it's just you know, I mean, it's a couple of bucks. It's just bullshit. I mean, you can. That's not, no, I know I can, yeah. but then it's like, do you want to move that to storage, or do you just want to leave it, or, you know, so. Well, no one's going to buy a home and be like, what? They took the inflatable <laughs> watermelon slice? <laughs> or whatever. Like, I mean, that'd be weird, right? Well, all I know is I'm not going to have a pool, and I'm not going to have a, I'm, you know, they, they seed the backyard, and they put um, sod in the front. So, I, I, for the foreseeable future, at least for this, after I move in, which should be mid-September, I won't have a a backyard or a patio or any of that you stuff. You can get a pool next year? I, I'm sure she'll be right on top of getting a pool as soon as, as humanly possible. <laughs> so you she should, wants an in-ground you pool. You force the issue. Buy something nice for yourself. Make it in-ground. That's what she wants. That's what I'm talking no, about. I don't want that. I don't yeah. Want that. I don't want to deal with any of that. In-ground's way better. I mean, I would rather have my own pool than have to worry about going to other people's houses, but then other people have to, you know, it's like having a pickup truck. As soon as you get a pickup truck, everyone's like, hey, go, you know, could you help me move or could you... And so I just I had a pickup truck I sold it, but now was, I'm in the position where I have to move. And I, I was I'm, a, I'm afraid to ask anybody to help me because I've told so many people no. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, you've made it. My very chickens clear. are coming home to roost. You just have to hire movers. For I just everything. been moving myself. Day I, I got a storage unit and day by day I, I've been taking you boxes have couches boxes. and stuff like that. I mean, you can't do yourself. Let me tell you something, and I you could verify this with my mother. <laughs> She had one of those old big screen TVs, the ones with the um, the projector on the back. Oh no! I carried it up two flights of stairs by myself. What? Uh, like eh, last year, maybe it was in How her big? basement. It was a monster. I took I took as much of the guts out as I possibly could in the basement, oh. and then I just I put it on my knee and I almost paralyzed myself carrying it out up two flights of stairs and out the garage. Because I was just like, I just got to get this done. I was motivated to get it done. I didn't want to wait for my brother, and I was like, forget it. I'll just do it myself. Uh, and I, I thought, well, you know, it's not going to work out well if I scratch her hardwood floors, bullying this thing out of her basement. But I made it out there with no issue. So, 
I can figure out a way to move a couch by myself. Uh, but I am going to get movers. I'm going to move everything except for the, you know, the furniture. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the small stuff is good. And my curb television. I think I'll probably move that. Yeah, I wouldn't let anybody else handle it. <laughs> you can trust them to do it. What if they put their well? Here's the thing: if it? if they break it, they have to pay for it. If I break it, I have to pay for it. So it, uh, almost it almost Ooh. makes sense. It, it, then you got to speaking fight of that. On it have and... you ever have you ever had movers before? Have you ever used movers? No, sir. In our last house, when we moved into here, we had this monstrosity of an entertainment unit. It was like, but it was like particle board. It was like one of those, you know, something you buy at Walmart or yeah, you know, IKEA. Huge. No, not even that good. <laughs> but um, my wife wanted to bring it to this house because she was like, "Well, I mean, it's something. It's better than nothing. We'll have we have nothing, so let's yeah. just." And I was like, "No, nah, we're getting rid of this thing." So. She said, we fought tooth and nail. And I told the mover, as we were talking about it, he says, hey, just so you know, anything that's made from the following things, particle board, or, you know, give me a list of stuff. Like, we don't insure those. Like, if we break those in the move by carrying them, then that's, we're not replacing them. He's like, your furniture is so low quality. If we break it, it's your fault for I was telling my sister furniture. this today. My wife was so dug in about moving this thing and having it. I paid the guy 20 bucks. He dropped it on my on my driveway. No way. <laughs> That's beautiful. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he, they, these idiots broke this thing. These knuckleheads. And I almost went out, you know, did the thing where I was like half abusing him with an earshot to my wife. Like, this guy's got a lot of nerve. And she's like, well, and I said, hey, you already said, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about it. You just continually berate him. He's <laughs> like, dude, right. be cool. You told me that. Well, I mean, unbelievable. I Unreal. The pair of gloves, like, whoosh, whoosh. He said, "How dare you, sir?" <laughs> so uh, yeah, so and I and apparently I did. I bought a. Uh, I went to Meyer and I bought two pair of shorts. Um, I just happened to be there while Logan was getting, while my son was getting his haircut, and I said, "Oh, you know, I need some shorts." So I bought two pairs of shorts. Um, I actually did the self ring out and I rang up three. I rang up one twice. So I got home and my wife's like, "Hey, where's the shorts?" And she's, I go, "Oh, they're up there in the bag." She goes, "There's two pairs of shorts. You rang up one of them twice." You need to head back to uh, Meyer and, and, and square that away. I go, I can't. I did the self ring out. And she goes, yeah, just tell them to watch the security video and they'll clearly see it. I go, they're not doing that. Yeah, you're doing it backwards. You're supposed to. If you're doing self ring out, you're supposed to just be like, uh, this is, forget to just, ring one of them. Yeah, out. forget to ring. Yeah. Yeah, no. So uh, I, she was all mad that I spent uh, 21. I gave them a free $21.99 uh, on a sale item pair of shorts. I refused to go back there. I was like, you know what? Hey, so you just paid an extra twenty paid bu- for three. Yeah, paid for three. That's terrible, dude. You gotta yeah, go no, back. I realize that. Yeah, you How are you going to go? You can't go back. Yes, you can. How? Even I would go back. How? And uh, say what? I accidentally double eight. rang? Yeah, you see, this is what happened. And then what? Just I want, I want to fix it. No, I felt like, I. you know what? They got, I, I made a mistake. I'll let him have it. This is like it. this is like Bizarro World. Like you're supposed to go in there storming the castle. I can never. I don't like to admit that I made a mistake. So that's more. I'd rather eat the twenty one dollars and not have to admit I made a mistake, and definitely not be be beholding to someone who works at Meyer. No disrespect, Meyer's a great job, but I'm just saying mm. it's not that great of a job. But it's but you know, hey, they're working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, the last doing... thing I want is some sixteen year old pimple faced manager being like, "Well, sir." Uh, Hey, I mean, there's no way we can really prove it. I mean, you know, people could come in and say that they bought a generator and, you know, they rang that up. And so I was just like, yeah, whatever. Oh, listen. Yeah, you got it all wrong. You're supposed to you're supposed to put in like you got Fuji apples, but really honey crisps in that bag. And you walk out feeling like a champ. Right. That's the no, right way to do it. That's a- 
I did get a fine Jesus. haircut though. Say you still going to uh oh, yeah. same dude? Yeah. What what's his name? R D. R D A R D E E over at the Jay's Barber. And you guys you guys once had a dispute about maybe you were gonna be somebody else's customer, but you guys all got over that. Yeah. I actually talked to him about that not that long ago. I brought that scenario up. <laughs> really? And he was he was like, Hey, I could understand it could get uh, <laughs> it could get pretty dicey. Last one of those things. Just just so you don't think that it's all uh, pull up bars and uh and imagining doing MMA but not really doing it. Uh, I was shamed yet again when I went to get my changed uh <clears throat> my oil changed last time. I, I don't know, I didn't even have a sticker, it was it was overdue, but I I bring it in and I was like here here's what made it worse is I wasn't wearing like normally on the weekend if I'm just wearing like grungy clothes or whatever, but I was dressed like um in semi clean attire. I walk in, I say, Yeah, I need an oil change, guesses we can do it. And and then it's like a twenty year old girl, and I'm not saying like she was good looking, but she didn't look like what a mechanic's supposed to look like. He immediately hands her the keys, so she goes out and moves my car. She's changing my oil. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe in 2017 we're supposed to be advanced enough to where it's like, hey man, a girl can change oil, and yes, she can. But if if they're even semi-attractive, they're, you, you don't want them to know that you're not changing I feel like oil. You, if you're going to go with the, the mid to extremely good-looking chick, you need to go with the novelty car wash where they do, or the novelty oil change place where they do that in a bathing suit. So you're you're you sort of feel like, yeah, it's a girl doing it, and she has every right to get paid and and, and be able mm-hmm. to do oil changes, but at the same time, you feel like you're sort of paying for the bathing suit. You know what I mean? Okay. So you don't okay. feel like less of a man, because you know and I know <laughs> that protecting your male ego is mm-hmm. is huge. It's, it's everything. It's paramount. If you have if you don't have it's that, paramount. yeah. If you don't have that, you, you, you have nothing. nothing. How dare she work? There? Nothing. Yeah. But <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like at least if they sort of turned it into a novelty thing, like she wore like a, you know, something tied together with her stomach exposed or something of that nature. Yeah, yeah. Like the maybe stereotypical. Spilled, yeah, maybe had some like strategically placed dark oil spots that yeah, she's. Like, you know, maybe they have an oil fight. Maybe they right. don't. It's right. hard. It's. I mean, there's. Each That's place, actually each not place, a bad idea. Each place does it different, yeah. I will say this about oil change it's, places, which I it's never extra get. shaming. How about the idiots that instead of writing the 2,500-mile value of from where you're at there, like, hey, your next oil change will be at 25 or 3 grand or 5 grand, however many more miles you're supposed to, to get your regular oil changes. Five, no. They put the mileage that's on your speedometer at the time. Or yes. Excuse me, on your odometer. I've had that too. I'm like, that doesn't mean... Yeah, because then you forget, right? Because you never look right away. And like a month, two months down the road, you're like, oh my God, am I over my oil change again? Or is this... Yeah, put put the date. Don't even give me the miles. But that's the problem with Common Core Math now is nobody knows how to add. No. I so can't. they just go like, well, it ain't my fault. And and the person who's writing on the thing, nobody ever double checks her, their, whoever's work. So the owner of the business or the other people are like, oh, they probably did the math and put the, the value of when they're supposed to come back. I never know. It gets confusing. I'm like, did I get the oil change? Did I not get the oil change? I think I did. Am I, is it no. 3000 now? Is yeah. it 5000 now? On my, you need to just text me or email and be like, come in today. On my Highlander, um, it tells you, like, yeah, your oil's low, dumbass. Head over and get an oil change. Like, So I won't even, I won't even bother. to. You don't even have to write anything down. I think if I had a good-looking female employee at, like, an Oil Express or something, I would – the less the problem, the better-looking girl I would send out because I 
because I love the shame. I love shaming people. I would send out the best looking employees I had for the smallest. Like if a guy was like, like I would pray, I would pray for one day some guy would walk in and be like, hey, uh, I don't have a tire gauge. I'm not 100% sure how to check my tires. And they'd be like, you know, I do the, the two finger right. whistle. And then I would send like the best looking employee. I'd be like, hey, this, this, um, this man in air quotes doesn't really know how to do air pressure. Could you show him how to do like just very condescending? I would oh, condescending and then I would charge him more. Oh God, the porn you must watch. <laughs> hey, you started this idea. I was. Let me tell you I, something. I, if, I just came. If in it st- ever comes down to it, take your phone, smash it with a hammer, burn it, throw it in a lake. Make sure no one ever gets a part into it or can can ever get. Just microwave it again. Probably the best that case would, scenario. That would be the best. And, and by the, people would be like, well, that's what he does. <laughs> right. You've already had he, a... Uh, he does that. Track record. See anything good? Well, I'm just saying, I came in with... This was just shame. Yeah, you're right. But I thought to myself, like, this is sort of a, an ongoing theme for you. Hmm. So shame I just, I just wonder if that... Well, I just wonder if it moves over into your... You oh. know, the things that, that excite you. No, I have this thing I was telling. A, I was telling a friend of mine. It's actually funny, uh, and this may be this may be a, a bad sick habit or not. I don't know. If, look, if you're watching adult films, then you're just doing it, right? You're, just, you're watching adult films, so there's no point in going like, oh, "Sometimes I do." Just, let's move past that. <laughs> but what happens? I said you could look in the Pornhub search engine and know what I've been doing that day, right? You can know like where I've been because it, it, like there's films for scenes for specifically everything. So like if, I don't know if you could do like, you know, Google, you could do the search history. I don't know mm-hmm. if you could do that for adult sites, but if you could, it would just be like wherever I was, where, wherever I visited that day, just type in that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You could search anything on your phone or what you've yeah, done but some, all day. Some people like, but, but I mean, some people have like a thing like, Oh, I, I'm into like oh, bl- that, blondes or whatever. That's what no, I'm, saying. I'm into like wherever I was that day. And it's like, I might be the only person that ever put in the Pornhub search like um Bella Boo. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. It's like it's that's oddly specific. But yeah, I don't know. It's just a funny thing. Anyways, uh, what did you say? Have I seen anything? Good I said, lately? have you seen I saw that you watched a movie the other day. I was on, on your Twitter, I saw you it's laughing. Defending your life? I watched no, Defending no, no, Your no, Life no. again last night. It was you uh watching an eighties movie. My Blue Heaven. Laughing. Yeah, my Blue Heaven. Yes. Yeah, I was drinking a lot of mead last night and watching Blue Heaven or my Blue how'd Heaven. How do you how do you get because it's just on right now and it's oh. on um, HBO. Have you ever seen it before? Yeah, but I haven't seen it since I was like a teenager. Okay, so I just forgot. And there's a there's a great scene that I that I posted I think on Twitter mm-hmm. or something where he's like the mobster and he's trying to fit into this suburban town and everyone's nice and like hey how are you and he's. He's just walking with his shopping cart, and the guy's like, "Hey, how are you?" The guy just says hello to him, and he goes, "Fuck you!" Like, <laughs> and it, I don't know why, but it's just so funny. I didn't now, see it coming. You know, I didn't finish it. I fell asleep. My Blue Heaven actually, there, it's a. I'm gonna I, finish I don't it know if I ever told you this before, but there's a, an interesting story. So, when Nicholas Pelleggi is writing Goodfellas, okay, I okay. believe it's Nicholas Pelleggi, right? Okay, I think it's Nicholas. Anyway, the guy who's writing Goodfellas is talking to Henry Hill on the phone. So the whole time he's talking to Henry Hill on the phone, uh, because Henry Hill's traveling around and doing witness protection, they're writing the movie together. And there's times when he's not available and his wife is on gets on the phone and is docu- you know, takes notes or Henry Hill tells a story to her and she's going to document that and she's going to give that to her husband. Okay. 
So what happens is, is My Blue Heaven is actually the story of Henry Hill after he was arrested and everything went down and turned witness protection. Really? That story is based on the, the antics that Henry Hill does loosely. Really? Um, a lot of those stories after he's, you know, he's in the witness protection program. So the first story, like which he doesn't okay, he thinks he's giving these stories to Nicholas Peligi, who is writing Goodfellas with him. Well, because uh, he, he is guy. doing that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but what he doesn't realize is Peligi's wife is the the writer, director of My Blue Heaven, who then after a certain oh, amount of time right. puts that movie out. So he sees that movie, then he goes back and he tries to sue and he gets all upset because he's like, hey, a lot of these stories are loosely based on stories I told about my experience in the witness protection program. Look it up. I had no idea. I had no idea. I got to finish it tonight. I fell asleep. I couldn't finish defending your life and my blue heaven while smashing. You know, it's funny because I think about Rick Moranis and I go like, that's a guy that probably should have hung it up when he did. And it's just not for me personally. He walked away. He walked away at the right time. Actually, he's redoing oh, Strange Brew, that movie sucks. Or, or they're doing another Strange that movie Brew. Sucked the first time, <laughs> yeah, didn't it? it wasn't good. But but even I look back and I go, okay, you know, the Honey I Shrunk the Kids was good. You know, if you're a kid, it was good. I, I still yeah, think but it's not because of him. Like they no, got a, you get a lot of mileage out of that dumb character <laughs> that he does all the time. With the, with the fat lip, the, the, and he was Ghostbusters. In, yeah, Ghostbusters. Awful. But I'm thinking, like, beside what he may have done on on SCTV, I, he I, he doesn't do it for me. I, I don't know, man. No, the, me he's either. not that great. No. He's, he's really not that good. I'm downgrading him. He's a one he's trick. He's a one trick. He's a one trick pony, yeah. right? I mean. All right. Well, that was episode 154 of the Hammer Man podcast. We'll see you next time. Later. I didn't know.